According to Bible prophecy, the sixth trumpet war or World War III will originate from the Euphrates River region. All four nations housing the Euphrates are either directly involved or experiencing some spillover from the Israel-Hamas war. Well, we'll analyze these and other events from a prophetic perspective on this edition of The End Time Show. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Dave Robbins with End Time Ministries. Thank you so much for joining me on this edition of The End Time Show. Now, I know that, and for good reason, that we have become mesmerized by the war going on in the Middle East. Of course, me and my wife were just there uh, a couple, two or three weeks ago, and we lived through the first two weeks of that thing, and it, it's uh, kind of unnerving to say the least. So yes, I'm mesmerized by it as well. But also I want you to know that the six major prophecies that we need to be watching, because they're all still ongoing really right here, we need to be watching certainly for World War III. We're going to be getting deep off into that. The Israeli-Palestinian peace agreement. You say, Dave, that looks completely impossible. I know it looks impossible. But as a result of this World War III, if this, if it, if this thing ends up being World War III, I don't know if it will, but if it ends up being World War III, certainly if the Israeli-Palestinian conflict was the conflict that started it, certainly the international community would be looking at them and saying, you guys are going to sign a peace agreement whether you want to or not. Now, I'm speculating. I know that. But I know there's going to be a World War III, prophetically speaking, and I know there's going to be an Israeli-Palestinian peace agreement. So, we'll see how that plays out. There's also the ongoing establishment of a world government. Things are happening right now. They're pushing, pushing, pushing for a world government, a world religion, a, the global economic sanctioning system known to uh, prophecy people, as people who study prophecy as the mark of the beast, and then a great end time revival. You say, man, I, we're just, you know, that, that, that stuff kind of went off our radar because of this war. Well, I understand that. However, those things are still happening. We experienced great end time revival when we were in Israel in the midst of a declared state of war and just after the worst terrorist attack Israel has ever experienced in the history of their nation. We baptized 18 people in the Mediterranean Sea. We had great revival. And I mean, it was unbelievable what happened. And so these are the things that we all need to be watching for happening um, right now. Now, we're going to get deep off into this uh, Euphrates River War situation, but first let me mention one of our sponsors, First Cup Coffee Company. You know, I know you guys can probably imagine that we are essentially working around the clock. I'm reading everything I can get my hands on, keeping up with the Israel-Hamas war and the potential of it sparking World War III. And we certainly need some energy, right? And we're, we're motivated to carry out our God-given purpose, but thankfully, someone that's helping us along and helping us to be fueled by this is First Cup Coffee. And I want you to know that they're a non-woke, very important. I like supporting non-woke companies. Well, they're a non-woke 
Christian-owned Patriot Coffee Company, and they're out of, of course, the great state of Texas, and they have 11 different roasts, and each, it's kind of cool because each one of them is named after a specific piece of American history. So their partnership is helping End Time to spread our message around the world. So go to firstcupcoffee.com, firstcup.com, use code End Time to get 10% off. If you subscribe, they actually give you another 10% off. So go to firstcup.com, use the code End Time to get your 10% off today. Also, this coming weekend, my wife and I will be in Mattoon, Illinois. Last time we went there, we had like five or six, seven hundred people at that conference. It was awesome. And we're going to be at the Apostolic Center, 205 Country Club Road, Mattoon, Illinois. And I'll be there Saturday, October 28th at 6 p.m. I'll be teaching the new Understand the End Time um, lesson. And then Sunday morning, October the 29th at 9.45 a.m., I'll be doing kind of a hybrid type service. We did that last time. It went awesome. Breaking Prophecy News. And then Sunday evening, this time, we didn't do it last time, but Sunday evening, I will be preaching an evangelistic message. And I don't get to preach much at these conferences, but this Sunday evening from 5 to 7 at the same church, we will be, I'll be, uh, the, the pastor has asked me to preach. So we'll be doing that and looking forward to a great conference this weekend. I know we've got people coming from Michigan and all over the place to meet us there. People have been emailing us, so certainly look forward to the Mattoon, Illinois conference this coming weekend. Now, okay, back to the war. Revelation 9, verse 13 through 16. The Bible says, And the sixth angel sounded, and I heard a voice from the four horns of the golden altar, which is before God, saying to the sixth angel, which had the trumpet, loose the four angels. Notice it doesn't say, loose the angel. I was thinking about this the other day, and I thought, man, it's not just going to be Iran. It's not just going to be Turkey. It says, loose the four angels, which are bound in the great river Euphrates. And the four angels were loosed, which were prepared for an hour a day, a month, and a year, for to slay the third part of men. All of these entities are going to be involved in this war. Think about that. Loose the four angels. Well, the Bible says, uh, verse 16, And the number of the army of the horsemen were 200,000, uh, and I heard the number of them. Uh, an army of 200 million men are going to participate. So we know from this that the war will emanate from the Euphrates. The World War III, that's what this is. It's going to emanate from the Euphrates River region, one-third of the, all of the population of mankind is going to be killed in this war. And again, a 200 million man army will participate in this. So this event precedes, it precedes the Great Tribulation. So all four nations housing the Euphrates are either directly involved or experiencing some spillover from the Israel-Hamas war. Very, very important. So we're going to deep dive into this. And before I do, let me get to something here real quick. I'm going to kind of mess with the people in my tech room helping me out here. But I want to mention Birch Gold really quick. Because, you know, they're a world government enthusiast. And if they can hold right here, we'll be all right. But world government enthusiasts, they want to impose digital currencies and different things. And digital IDs 
on their respective populations. And they could even allow officials to prohibit um, you from purchasing certain products or easily freeze or seize part of your money. And so, in essence, that enables the government to take control of your finances. Now, I don't want to see that happen in America, but it's possible that it could. So, there are many people that are concerned uh, that uh, uh, they're concerned about are they diversifying their assets into physical gold? And with the help of Birch, the Birch Gold Group, and the and the and there are most of the main conservative media guys are and ladies are pushing Birch Gold because it's a, a very 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 reputable company. A lot of people like to diversify their stuff into physical assets, but they. You know, they don't know what, how, where do I buy gold? What do I do? Is there a reputable company? Well, that's where Birch Gold comes in, the Birch Gold Group. If you want a physical asset held in a tax-sheltered retirement account, go to birchgold.com slash endtime to get a free info kit on the gold, okay? And if you have an, an, an IRA, let's say, or a 401k from a previous employer that's just gathering dust, Birch Gold can help you convert it into an IRA, uh, convert it into your IRA into gold, and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. So go to birchgold.com slash endtime, claim your free info kit on gold, because if digital currencies become a reality for all, you may wish you had some gold to fall back on, right? Uh, Some kind of hard assets. I had uh, Gia were Griffin on the day before we left for Israel. And he said, I only keep enough fiat currency to function in society. Everything else I have in hard assets, gold, silver, um, different, you know, uh, different, uh, maybe a vehicle or something that will appreciate in value because um, fiat currencies, it's very sketchy. Just having your money laying in the bank, you know, that's, that can be kind of sketchy nowadays. And so a lot of people are going to hard assets, and G. Edward Griffin would be one of the foremost authorities on that kind of stuff uh, from all of my research. So now, um, so let me get to uh, The Guardian. The Guardian, um, let me jump back up here. So The Guardian, they published an article that, remember I talked about that the um, four entities in the Euphrates that will house this war. Turkey, Syria, Iraq, and Iran. Those are the nations that house the Euphrates River. Okay? So the Guardian published a report. The U.S. troops are attacked in Iraq and Syria as the West warns of spillover from the Israeli conflict. Now what I want to show you today is that The Bible says, remember, the Bible says, loose the four angels bound in the great river Euphrates. These angels are not good ministering angels. The Bible says angels are ministering spirits unto the saints. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about these angels are bad angels. They're bound in the great river Euphrates. Remember back in Daniel, the book of Daniel, when Daniel prayed and fasted 21 days and the angel showed up and said, Daniel, I heard you on the first day. But the prince of Persia withstood me, one of the four angels in the Euphrates River, I ran, and then he said, now I go to fight against the prince of Greece. So it appears that there's a precedence in the Bible that there is an angel bound to a nation. 
Okay? And the Bible says, Loose the four angels bound in the great river Euphrates. Again, the, the Euphrates is housed in Turkey, Syria, Iraq, and Iran. The four angels. So all four of these, the Bible says, Loose all four of them. So it's going to be a Middle East war where World War III originates. Now you understand why Doug and Vince and myself have spent so much time over the last two or three weeks with this World War III scenario because it is heating up. It's been simmering. Well, now it's boiling. And because Iran, it seems like, has wanted its... You know, it, Iran, it appears, that will not attack Israel directly. They use their terrorist proxies. And, you know, hey, well, oh, you're a really tough guy, huh? Send your terrorist proxies in to do all your dirty work. Well, that's Iran. And so that's what's going. They've got the ring of fire. They've got terrorist proxies in Lebanon, Syria, Iraq, in um, Gaza in the south, in Yemen with the Houthis. And now I've, I've also read where they have them in the West Bank region. I'm talking about right on the doorstep. You've got Israel surrounded. And so when we look at this article here, the U.S. troops have, have attacked, uh, U.S. troops are attacked in Iraq and Syria. I'm looking at this and thinking, hold on a minute. Turkey, Syria, Iraq, and Iran are all involved in this. Iranian proxies from the Guardian, Iranian proxies appear to be stepping up threats as tensions rise on Israel's border with Lebanon, amid indications that Israel may be poised to launch a major ground offensive in Gaza. And they're holding off, holding off. Do you realize that the Friday and Saturday before we left Israel, I should say, no, a week prior to us leaving Israel, Israel was already talking about doing a ground offensive. That has been one, two, over two weeks ago now, they've been holding, holding, holding on this ground offensive. Well, they, they, they've been holding off here because of the threat from, number one, the hostages. The U.S. is putting a pause on that. And the threat from Hezbollah in the north. And so there are, there are many things that are causing them to hold here, but they're going to go in. And when they go in, that's when this thing, this thing is not at the end. It's kind of at the beginning because way do you see how this thing escalates if Israel goes in boots on the ground? Wait, what do you see? Iran is saying that they could get involved directly if that's the case. Well, so Israel's maybe, you know, there's, um, there's indications obviously that Israel is poised to launch that major ground offensive and escalating tensions in Israel's, on Israel's uh, boundary with Lebanon in the north. Iranian proxies in particular appear to be stepping up their threats. Well, when I tell you about all these nations that are involved, Turkey, Syria, Iran, and Iraq, the Ain al-Assad Air Base, which hosts U.S. and international forces in western Iraq, was targeted by drones and missiles last Thursday evening. Multiple blasts were reportedly heard inside the base. The assault came after rockets hit another military base hosting U.S. forces near Baghdad's international airport on, on Thursday, according to Iraqi police. 
Well, U.S. military forces, now this is where we could get into a World War III situation. And I want to make this very, very clear. Because if the U.S. comes in to protect Israel, because Biden's already warned that, hey, we've got our ships out there, uh, we've got Gerald Ford and the Eisenhower out there, and they're um, there to protect Israel from anybody entering in that would cause the conflict to spill over into other nations. But I think Iran is kind of, it's like they almost want that to happen because they're, they've got Russia and China setting in the wings to come in and help them. And I think they may, I, I'm reading everything I can get my hands on. It looks like they may be, see this as a way to maybe wipe Israel off the map. That's what they want to do. They want to wipe Israel off the map and they want to wipe the United States off the map. And because it's a religious thing for them. I just saw a, a guy speak on Fox News before I came in here that was saying Hamas is not a political entity. That's a religious movement. And this is a religion to them. They want to drive Israel off into the sea. They want to annihilate the United States. You understand why we need to support Israel in every way possible. There's a million reasons. There's scriptural reasons. But also, Israel is our the United States' first line of defense in the Middle East. They're the ones catching the brunt of this. Now, there may be a possibility, now if I have time I'll get to it, but there may be a possibility that some of these terrorist factions are, that we've been warned that they may be coming across our southern border. Because you realize people are just walking across the border now. You, you do understand that, right? Joe Biden isn't even thinking about protecting our southern border. So, Who's to say that Iran is wanting to destroy the United States? How many terrorist factions do you think they have here in the U.S. since they can pretty much fly into Mexico or Venezuela and pretty much walk across our southern border? Kind of, kind of makes you wake up a little bit, doesn't it? This thing's becoming very, very real. And I heard today that many people consider Hamas worse than ISIS. A lot of people have said, oh, Hamas is ISIS. No. A lot of people see them now as worse than ISIS. Uh, they've even come out now. Isaac Herzog, the president of Israel, has come out and said that they found, a, they found books on terrorist bodies of how to, how to um, create and use chemical weapons in this fight. And you're taking it to a whole nother level, folks. You're, you're talking about killing soldiers, civilians, babies, every, and they've already done that, but I'm talking about mass-scale chemical warfare. Isaac Herzog just presented a book saying, hey, look at what we found on some of the terrorists. It's horrific, folks. But think about this. There are U.S. forces that are being put in harm's way in Syria and Iraq. U.S. military forces in Iraq They've also been targeted, uh, this would be Wednesday, in two separate drone attacks, with one causing minor injuries to a small number of troops, even though the U.S. military management uh, managed to intercept the armed drone. On Wednesday, a drone hit U.S. forces in Syria, resulting in minor injuries, while another one was brought down. So, earlier Thursday, the USS Kearney which is a, a naval destroyer in the northern Red Sea 
they intercepted three land attack cruise missiles and several drones that were launched by the Iranian Houthi, uh, Houthi um, terrorist proxies, their forces down in Yemen, which is all the way on the southern end of Saudi Arabia. But it's Iran. They've got their fingers and everything. And a Pentagon spokesperson told reporters that the missiles were potentially headed toward Israel, but they said that the U.S. had not finished its assessment of what they were targeting. The action by the Carney potentially represented the first shots by the U.S. military in the defense of Israel in this conflict. So the ferocity of Israel's airstrikes on Gaza after Hamas's murderous assault and the accompanying rhetoric has provoked demonstrations across the region, pushing governments from Cairo, Egypt to Riyadh, Saudi Arabia to, to walk a tightrope of political statements not always backed by the same sentiments in private. And that has been exploited by uh, Iran and its proxies in Iraq, Lebanon, Syria, and Yemen, who have taken increasingly, increasingly hostile posture, including towards U.S. forces in the region, as the prospect of an Israeli ground offensive edges ever closer. Last week it was reported that Iran had warned Israel via the U.N., that it would have to intervene if Israel invaded Gaza. I'm telling you, if Israel goes in boots on the ground, that's when this thing is going to escalate exponentially. And that's something we certainly are watching here because if they do that, then here comes the U.S. and potentially here comes Russia and China. And folks, you're talking about World War III tomorrow morning if that happens. And there is a, there is a, very good possibility that that could happen. Now, you say, Dave, you're just trying to sensationalize stuff to, to scare me. Are you following the news at all? This stuff's right out there for everybody to see. I've got people in Israel feeding me information, good friends of mine, and this is very, very real. I was not able to do, uh, to teach the JPC college last week because the people couldn't get there in Jerusalem. And because they're in a state of war. I don't think people really understand the gravity of the situation here. Israel is on lockdown mode. Tours, uh, all the tours have canceled. Uh, it's, it, this is very, very, very serious. I don't have to, sens I hate sensationalizing things. I only want to report on things that I can document. So, the Iran intervening in this Israeli conflict, that message was amplified on Thursday with, by a deputy commander of the Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps because, who, who in a speech said that Iran-backed militia in Iraq, Lebanon, Syria, and Yemen, and they were ready to strike Israel if its ground forces invaded Gaza. Now, if all of them come against Israel at once, the, the United States is going to go, folks. And if the United States goes... Then here comes Iran, here comes Russia and China. They've all signed military pacts. And I, you know, it's certainly, I, I don't know if that's what will happen, but it certainly has a good chance of happening. Because Israel's not just going to let this thing die. They can't. Because it wouldn't be a few weeks or months before Hamas would be doing the same thing. And they would be showing everybody that, hey, we can do whatever we want to Israel. We can take a couple hundred hostages. We can kill 14 or 1,500 people in mass horrific murders, cut babies out of women, cut their heads off, do horrific stuff. 
and we can get by with it. So Israel cannot let the thing die. It's the worst terrorist attack that they've ever experienced in Israel's history. Now you understand the gravity of the situation. This is not going to die down and go away. They can't, Israel can't let it do that. So, but then you go back to the posture of Iran and its terrorist proxies, not least Hezbollah in Lebanon, which poses the most direct threat to Israel from the north. They've got, what, 150,000 rockets? You thought Gaza shot off rockets at 2,700 at one time. Imagine 150,000. That's Hezbollah in the north. And they, they, it continues to be ambiguous with, with Hezbollah allowing Palestinian factions in Lebanon to fire missiles. One concern increasingly being voiced by U.S. officials is that a, a deliberate effort could be made to draw Washington into the conflict via militias and they're attacking U.S. forces in Iraq and Syria. So folks, when we talk about these different... Um, scenarios of war and different things like that. Let me talk to you about really quick about Ready Pantry. Because, you know, Americans, we want to believe that the grocery stores and they're always going to be there. And, you know, we see a few, um, a, years, a few years ago with COVID, how everything could shut down. I just saw that in Israel a couple weeks ago. But the supply chain and everything's, well, we should pray for the best and prepare for the worst, right? So what if there was a way to have an affordable three-month emergency supply of food? Well, there is. I've actually bought some of this 25-year food because I was there when COVID happened and I saw what happened to the grocery store shelves and I don't want to go through that again. If it all gets really bad, I want to have, some, I want to have something I can fall back on. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm a Christian licensed minister, but there's nothing wrong with preparing for some things. Am I going to go into full-on prepper mode? No. But there's nothing wrong for preparing with any kind of catastrophe. Well, readypantry.com slash endtime offers amazing 25-year shelf-stable food, and it includes meals for breakfast, lunch, dinner, even a dessert, not to mention the peace of mind you get by knowing that you have some emergency supply of food stored up should you need it. There's power outages, hurricanes, uh, grid collapses. Um, rolling blackouts, uh, you know, even a time of war. Maybe this war could reach the, the shores of the United States. The list goes on. So Ready Pantry, it's an American-based company. All the products are sourced right here in America, and they only give you the freshest food. They're not going to give you food that's been stored on a shelf for 10 years. So go to Ready Pantry, and they offer discounts up to 20% off for the 3 to 12-month supplies. Go to readypantry.com slash endtime and use code ENDTIME to save an additional 10% on your order, plus free shipping on all orders. Stock your pantry, buy now, pay later options are also available at the checkout. Go to readypantry.com slash ENDTIME. Right? So. All right, we'll get back off into this world war after the break. A voice spoke to me and said, I've got something I want to show you. I was so sure God had talked to me. And I was stunned by what I saw. A direct fulfillment 
of this over 2,500-year-old prophecy. The United States will stand with Israel. Why haven't I ever seen this before? One-third of humanity will die. What do these beasts symbolize? The lion, the bear, the leopard. The combined beast from Revelation 13 represents the end-time government of the Antichrist. Understanding the end time. Now streaming on End Time Plus and available to order at endtime.com slash UET. Go to endtime.com slash UET or call 800 end time. What if you could understand Bible prophecy? Dave Robbins, the host of the End Time Show's TV and radio programs, is holding a free prophecy conference near you. Gain peace and understanding about what the Bible says concerning end time prophecy. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com slash events to see when Dave will be in a location near you. So you might be saying, well, Dave, you've talked about Syria and Iraq and Iran. What about Turkey? Because you said all four nations that house the, the Euphrates River region, they're all included. Well, the Foundation for Defense and Democracies, this was on October 10th. They gave a policy brief and they, the title of the article was that Turkey actively supports Hamas and they refuse to condemn the massacre. Now you've got to be kidding me. Look at what happened. I was there when it happened, so I guess I ought to know. When those bombs went off, when I was up on Masada, and we had to go straight back to our hotel, and I was reading, I went immediately to my computer. I, was, I had people calling me to do interviews, and I mean, it was going crazy. I was doing interviews out on the roof of our hotel and providing updates. And when, I, when we finally got the news of what really happened down in Gaza, we were horrified. And Turkey refused to condemn that massacre. Now, the article says that Turkey may also be providing military support to Hamas because in July, Israel authorities seized 16 tons of explosive material that originated in Turkey and they were bound for Gaza apparently intended for Hamas rockets. And while Turkey often declares its desire to normalize ties with Israel, their leader Erdogan's government remains a primary source of support for Hamas and other jihadist entities throughout the region. So folks, all four nations that the Bible says will be involved in World War III, Turkey, Syria, Iraq, and Iran, are either directly involved or feeling some of the spillover from the Israeli Hamas. The Israeli Hamas situation, you understand Hezbollah has been firing rockets and Hamas had been firing rockets into Israel for years. Three, six rockets. But Hamas, at one time they fired 2,700 rockets into Israel. The Iron Dome missile defense system 
uh, took down all of them but four. And so you can see how everything has just escalated. It's just, it's, ne it's never been like this as far as a terrorist um, invasion, a terrorist attack. And so Turkey, Syria, Iraq, and Iran, the Bible lays out all four nations, loose the four angels bound in the great river Euphrates. Listen, I have, I have seen in the news where people are trying to, I mean, the prophecy people are coming out of the woodwork, right? And uh, now everybody's an expert on prophecy. And they're saying, this, this could be this war, and this could happen, and da-da-da. And it's, it's just muddy and everything. Okay? So, if you want to know what could potentially happen, Revelation chapter 9, verse 13 through 21, the sixth trumpet war. And I don't think I'm going to have to t get time to get down to it. But also, you, a lot of people, I saw a, um, an article, Is Hamas in the Bible? Is Hamas mentioned in Bible prophecy? And there's just all kinds of stuff going. I, somebody posted an article with the rock group Metallica. They've got a, a song out called The Four Horsemen. And which, you know, in, in reference to the four horsemen of the apocalypse in Revelation chapter 6. Listen, don't let everybody, all this stuff going on in the news, cloud and muddy your mind. We've got to know the truth because this stuff is going to happen. And I tell you what, I talked to everybody the other day about what happened to me in Israel. It changed my perspective on a lot of stuff. And I haven't really told you what that was. Well, it, it, it made it so, it just kind of drove it home to me more than I ever have in my entire life, having lived through Israel being declaring a state of war while we were there and, and living through three missile attacks and all kinds of stuff. It's kind of unnerving. I, I, I looked, talked to my wife and I said, were we really scared? No, because I know that death is a doorway. And so was I scared? No. I was concerned about my tour group that I had with me. And I wanted everybody to get back home to their families. I wanted to get back home to my family. But being there, I realized the number one thing that I could do for my tour group was to make sure that I shared the gospel with them and make sure that they were all ready to go should something happen. You say, Dave, there you go, getting back into sensationalism. I'm not sensationalizing anything. Listen to me. The, if, if you and I were to have a personal conversation, I have people want to meet me all the time trying to sell me stuff, trying to get me to teach something, get me to push this book. I mean, you cannot imagine. Well, I, get, I, mean, I just get people all the time. But what I want to do, if you're going to have a conversation with me, at some point, I want to know what's your relationship with the Lord. Are you ready to meet Him? Because everything in my life is secondary to that question. Are you ready to meet the Lord? Should He split those clouds and come back? You say, well, Dave, I want to talk about fishing and hunting and, and this, that, and the other. I like talking about fishing and hunting and, and all that stuff. I, I, I love doing that stuff. But those conversations are secondary to me to, are you ready to meet the Lord? It has, it has, it ignited something in me 
that was there, but it, it's like it stuck a blowtorch on a match. The match was lit, but a blowtorch is just a whole different ball game, okay? I realize that this stuff is real. It's going to happen. I knew it was real and I knew it was going to happen, but till I had to live through some of it, it was like um, a beach ball in the water. You can always just touch it, but it's just a little bit out of your grasp. But when I was in Israel for a week and a half and everything went into lockdown and I saw that all the reservists were getting called up and we had uh, military, uh, the IDF in our hotel lobby, I mean like 30 of them, and the security guard was going to arrest one of our uh, tour members for renting a taxi to go up to the Sea of Galilee and said, do you not understand? We are in a state of war. You can't just go wherever you want to in the country. Until I saw some of that stuff happen and I heard the sirens go off and had to go get in the bomb shelters and in the stairwells, I have now lived through that. So, I realized for my tour group, yes, I wanted to keep them safe, I wanted to keep them together and I wanted to get them on an airplane and get them back to their families. Number, that was very, 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 very important and I told them that. But at, beyond that even, because I didn't know if we were going to get on a plane or not. Beyond all of that, I want to know, are you ready to meet the Lord? The Bible says when Jesus looked on the masses, he had compassion upon them because they were like a sheep. They were like sheep with no shepherd. And he realized my number one thing is I came to seek and save that which is lost. Jesus came to die to purchase a plan of salvation so you and I, when he come back the second time, that we could go to be with him. So my number one question, it has... It has fueled me ever since then, is are you ready to meet the Lord? Number one, I, I, I yes, I, I, I mean, I, I, we could talk about all kinds of stuff. We could talk about prophecies. We could talk about, I mean, you name it. Well, I'll sit here, I'll sit here till the cows come home and talk about prophecy and world government, world religion and all that. And, I, and we need to talk about it. It's, it's about a, almost a third of the Bible. But if you understand the every nuance to every prophecy and get it all figured out and you can walk through the timelines and do all that, but if the trumpet sounds, your feet don't leave the ground, what have we done? I mean, think about this, everybody. Very important. It's the most important. But if you don't understand one of the prophecies, and I mean, I want you to, and I, and I know that it's God's will that we do, but if you say, Dave, I just can't, you guys, I mean, I don't understand all that. It's, you know, way over my head and everything. That's fine. Make sure you're born again, and make sure you're ready to meet the Lord when He comes back at His second coming. That's numero uno. And then the rest of it can follow behind that. And I have to have, it, it's just that what I went through in Israel, it ignited me for evangelism. It ignited me to, when I go to a church to do a conference, to ignite that church for evangelism. 
if there's one person in their town that's not saved, I, we've got we to do better. You say, well, I'm, my church is doing pretty good. We run three or 400. You need to run 1,000. It, it, we're running 1,000. You need to run 5,000. I don't know. Have more preaching points. Whatever we got to do. But Jesus said, when I looked upon the masses, he had compassion upon them. But people were going this way and that way, and they were um, just uh, like sheep gone astray. And Jesus had compassion upon them. What has happened to me over the last few weeks has given me more of a compassion for people in saying, how can I help you in your relationship with the Lord? There's nothing, there's nothing more important than that. We have this huge platform. We're on radio and television and we have End Time Magazine and it goes all over the world and this giant internet presence and all of this stuff. And it's End Time Plus and we've got people literally all over the world on End Time Plus. Thousands and thousands and thousands of people. But I want to make sure we're hitting our goal. What is the goal in all of this? And that is to help me, my family, my friends, my entire sphere of influence make it to heaven. This is not about making money. We do need money to support the ministry and to get on more networks and to get the message out. But it's, we, I don't, we don't, we don't, they're not in this for the money. We're not in this for fame and fortune. I'm in this to help people make it to heaven, you guys. And if I can do that, if Doug, Vince, myself, our entire end time team, my wife, Jana, anybody here, if we can help you on your spiritual journey, prepare yourself to make it to heaven, I'm in. Where do I attend that Bible study? Where do I, uh, how, how can I do a, a conference at your church? Or, or how, can, when can, how can Doug do a conference at your church? It's, um, it's of utmost importance that we are ignited for evangelism and we ignite your church and you personally for evangelism. We're all ambassadors. If you're a Christian, you're an ambassador of Jesus Christ on this earth and you're called to reach people. That's what we're called to do, everybody. And I want to make sure I'm doing what Jesus Christ called me to do, and that is to be an evangelist with a capital E and to reach this world for the cause of Jesus Christ. How can we help you in your spiritual journey? How, learn how to pray. Be born again. Find you a good church. What can we do? What can we do? Call us, 1-800-END-TIME. They that understand what is taking place will instruct many. Except a man is born again, he can enter or see the kingdom of God. I don't care what label you've been given or what label you've given yourself, you are essential. You still matter. This is a journey, and when we get to the other side of that, that's where our prize is, that's where our reward is.
time is not going anywhere. Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills, but God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV, and now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online with End Time Plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the End Time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you and we love you. You know, everyone, I, I know that the words World War III roll off my tongue like, World War III. I understand the gravity. I, well, you know what? I'll be honest with you. I've never lived through a world war. And so I, I, I don't, I can't fully comprehend the world during a world war. But if, 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 and I'm, this is a big if, if this current conflict leads to a World War III scenario, I know we're there on God's prophetic timeline. The next two things to happen, the first five trumpets have already occurred. This is the sixth trumpet. Everything's aligning up. All the four nations are involved. I mean, they, they're bombing Israel as we speak. It's a horrific situation. The worst terrorist attack in the history of Israel, and Israel's dealing with that right now. If this leads to a war, oh, on it, I don't, I don't even remember. Did I mention the six Chinese warships in the Gulf? I mean, you're talking. If the United States and China gets involved, there's the 200 million men army. We're involved in World War III tomorrow morning. However. Think about this. If, if a World War III kicks off from this current conflict, what's the most important question on your mind? You say, well, um, safety for my family. Now, I totally agree with that. But to me, number one, am I ready to meet the Lord? You say, Dave, why do you say that? Because... I talked to my father-in-law, Irvin Baxter, about this years and years ago. And he said, Dave, he said, because everything we have, because the United States has its fingers in everything going on in the Middle East and most every conflict around the world in one way or another. Think about Russia, Ukraine. We've got our, we've got our hands in that. We've got our hands in Europe. The United States has its hands in the China-Taiwan situation. And I mean, we're in the Middle East. We're all over the Middle East. We're in the Philippines. I mean, we're everywhere. 
So do you think if a World War III scenario kicks off that it's not going to reach the shores of the United States? Now, folks, I don't want it to, but it certainly could. You see, Dave, there you go, trying to scare us. I'm not trying to scare anyone. I'm telling you, these are the facts. We've got, the, Joe Biden's getting us mixed up in all kinds of stuff. And we, we were mixed up long before Joe Biden got into it. But I'm just saying, what's the number one thing we could ask ourselves? Yes, I want my family to be safe. I want to have some food stored up. I, I, I um, you know, in case the, sh imagine, look what happened at COVID. Let's just talk, let's just lay it out here. When I got home, the first weekend COVID, they said, uh, you know, we're going and wear a mask and do all this other stuff. We were doing a conference in Plymouth, Michigan. When I got home, I told my wife, we probably ought to stop by Kroger's on the way home. When I, when I went to Kroger's that night, me and my wife, we walked in. It looked like Vietnam in there. That place went nuts. That people were just buying stuff. It was nuts. I'm talking about the first night of COVID. Now, imagine a World War III scenario kicking off. So, imagine what the grocery stores will be like then. Well, I'm looking at it from the perspective of what, what, what would I do first? Number one. Well, number one, I've, I've got that taken care of. I'm, I'm going to make sure I'm ready to meet the Lord because it could reach the shores of the United States. My father-in-law always said, Dave, we could, we could lose 25 or 50 million people. Now, that sounds horrific. I mean, that's beyond horrific. But it, it's possible. And on the backside of World War III, that will be the entrance ramp for the Antichrist. Nations will yield up their sovereignty. Most nations on earth will fully yield up their sovereignty to a world governing body. The Bible tells us that's, this is what's going to happen. And the, it will be the entrance ramp for the Antichrist. There will be a political leader from Europe that starts to come to power and he will eventually usurp authority over a fully functioning world governing body. The peace agreement's going to get signed right after that because especially look what's going on right now. This Israeli-Palestinian conflict right now. You say, no, it's Israel-Hamas. Go read the articles. Most of the Palestinians down in Gaza support Hamas. There's, there's all kinds of Palestinian there's the Palestinian Islamic Jihad. There's all kinds of terrorist proxies that are Palestinian. I know there are some innocents. I get it. I've got friends that are Palestinian in Bethlehem that are innocent of all of this stuff. But if you look at it as a whole and what's going on, go read the articles. There's a great article on this in um, Gatestone Institute. Go to Gatestone Institute. And there's an article about who says Hamas does not represent the Palestinians. Go read that article. So, I'm not picking sides. I'm just telling you, these are the facts. The Gatestone Institute, very reliable news source. I, looked, I go there every single day. If you really want to get a good idea what's going on in the Middle East, go to Gatestone Institute. They, they have great articles. Go to the one by Bassam Tawil, who says Hamas does not represent the Palestinians. There's all kinds of uh, Rashida Tlaib and Ilan Omar and uh, um, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and all of them. And they're talking about 
uh, a lot of different things. You guys know what I'm saying. Go read the articles and get the facts on it. So, at a World War III scenario, my number one thing to somebody, if they said, Dave, what I, when people call me, everybody wants to know money right now. Dave, what are you doing with, with your money? Number one, I'm saying what money? <laughs> because <coughs> I don't have a lot of money. But everybody wants to know, what are you doing with what little bit of money you have? And I tell them, I'm not a financial advisor. I'll, I'm willing to tell you what I'm doing, but I'm not going to advise you what you, can, what you should do. But number one, I want to know, how are you doing with the Lord? Where are you at? Because you can have all the money and you can be set up for a million years uh, with food storage and all this other stuff. But if you're not ready to meet the Lord, that means nothing. So that's number one. And you say, well, man, not many people's talking about this. I'm going to be screaming this until the Lord comes back. This is end time ministries. And when we say ministries, we mean the ministry part, not just the end time part. I, Doug... Myself, Vince, our entire team here is devoted to helping you make it through the end time. And that just does not mean let us help you in your financial decisions and, uh, you know, what you should do and go here. Yes, as we're led by the Spirit of God, we'll be sharing all of that with you. We're all a big family. It seems like everybody that gets connected to us becomes part of this giant family. And we're all going to go through this together, okay? I understand everybody preaches a pre-tribulation rapture. Hopefully they'll come around before it's over with. Once, they, once we get maybe half or three quarters of the way through all this mess, uh, maybe they'll decide to come around, right? But the fact of the matter is, we're going to go through this. And we're going to be a big family. And I'm going to need you, and you're going to need me. And number one, we're going to need God. When I was in Israel, and all this stuff started locking down, I went out on the port, on the roof of my hotel, there was a, the, my door, my window could open up as a door and I could get out on the roof. Well, that's where I did all my radio and television interviews at like midnight. And, but I went out there and I would have a talk with God and I'd say, God, listen to me. I don't know what to do right now. Should we go here? What, should we go to the airport? What do we do? And I believe that God intervened on our behalf. He had Samuel Smodja, the leader of the tour company in Israel. He come out here and he said, I do not believe you guys should go up north. I believe you should go out to Netanya, half hour north of the airport. That way you're out there. If everything else gets locked down, you can still make it to the airport to get out of here on Sunday night or Sunday morning. And I told Jana, I said, that is our answer from God. He's going to put us up in his hotel. And we went out there and God was leading and directing our, our footsteps all the way we, on Sunday morning, or Saturday night, we went down to the airport, got our plane tickets, got on the plane, and took off. And as we're sitting there at the airport, we had mi the missile sirens go off, and the, Iran, uh, the um, Iron Dome missile defense system went right by the windows on the, in the airport. My whole tour group sitting there watching it. So was I glad to get up out of there? But the thing is is that God, God had his hands upon us. And he was leading and guiding us every way. If we'd have went up north, we could have got stuck up there. You understand? They declared a state of war. They weren't letting people just drive all over the place. We could have got stuck up there. But God intervened, put us out in Netanya. All of the pools in the hotel shut down. I had 18 people to baptize. So guess what? 
he gave me a big giant baptistry and it was called the Mediterranean Sea. And I baptized everybody out there and we had a great experience in the Lord and it was awesome and wonderful. And, but I'm telling you, God had his hands upon us. Well, you want to know how we're going to get through the end time? It's going to be God leading and guiding us every step of the way. That's how we're going to make it, folks. We're not going to make it by, you know, I've got enough food stored up for, you know, if I got some food stored up, you know what? I'd be sharing it with people. That's just the way we are. Me and my wife, my family, that's just how we are. And that's the way Doug is, and that's the way Vince is, all of us. And so my main question is, how are you doing with the Lord? How's your relationship with God? That's number one. And have, are, are you ready to meet him? Because none of us are promised tomorrow. I know we've got at least seven years left. We have not even entered into the final seven years yet. I can prove that scripturally. But the fact of the matter is, I'm not promised tomorrow morning. So am I ready to meet the Lord today? You say, is it that urgent? It is that urgent. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. And so I've got to be ready to meet the Lord. Wow. Um, here I went sideways on my program today, but the thing is, we could be looking, could be, I should say, I'm saying, we could be looking at a World War III scenario with this Israel-Hamas stuff, and Iran, the United States, and China, and Russia, and Hezbollah, and uh, Turkey, Syria, and Iraq. I mean, this could be it. Are you ready to meet the Lord? Number one, guys and gals. So, if we can help you in any way, End Time Ministries, 1-800-363-8463. Go to our website, check it out, and let us help you, no matter what. No matter what. I want to make sure you're ready to meet the Lord. Then we can talk about all the other stuff. I'm happy to talk about whatever, but I want to know where you're at. Because that's the number one thing. That was on Jesus' mind, that was on the Apostles' mind, and any God-called man or woman is going to be on their mind as well.